Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. I have an announcement here. Okay, excellent. An upcoming process mapping workshop will help us see the scripts, programs, and patterns that are always operating on us so that we may have more freedom of choice in our lives. The workshop will be held over two Sundays, this coming Sunday, November 13th, and November 20th. Registration donations benefit the Africa Project. Very excited about that. Yes, very exciting. And Jen, what I just saw in the description is it's not saying that I'm going to see them and then the patterns are going to go away. It's going to be that I'll become more aware of them so that I have choice about how I live my life. Yeah, which we know well, right? Having done a few yes. process maps in our time yes. of practice. Right? Yes. But there, and and it's, that's actually one of the reasons it's so helpful to map it, is that often when we start to catch on to it, this is my experience anyway, the voice catch on, catches on to the fact that I'm catching on. <laughs> so it will even try to ramp up and make it feel that much more believable. And so really, really helpful to have literally a map in front of me so that I can say, ah, I see, that's that's where this is and that's where this goes on the map. And that's, it's a really, really helpful disidentification tool. Yes. And Jen, one of the magic pieces for me is that I do the process map and conditioning says, well, there was no big insight in there, you know, nothing big happened. And yet, <laughs> things are changing. And right. the next day, I'm not suffering over the thing I've been suffering over for four weeks. So, right. you know, it's powerful. It's really powerful, yeah. And what we can know when the voice says, well, that didn't see anything big there. We know something big there happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And a few reminders for tonight. To make a show, to indicate your desire to talk with Jen, please press star six and then one. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Okay, Jen, I think we are ready here. All right. First caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Chris calling from Boston. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. What's so going I'm calling on with you? In. Uh-huh. Well, I am calling in um, because I noticed I was listening to an archive of open air, like, 10 minutes ago, and then it occurred to me that it is Tuesday night, and I thought, oh. <laughs> Wait a um, minute. I have the real thing available here. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Perfect. And you put yourself in the queue. Even better. Yes, and there was a lot of um, kind of uh, story in my head about either, like, reasons why I can't or shouldn't. Oh, boy, that's so it right there, isn't it, Chris? Just, it drops in. 
oh, it's Tuesday night. So I can actually listen to the show live. You listen to the show. And then we can guess. It dropped in. And I go, okay, go ahead. I can put myself in the queue. And there it is right there. There's how conditioning is that, like, millisecond behind, ready to come in with, well, I mean, you have to have a reason. You got to, well, why would you put yourself in the queue? You got to, right? And as if we have to justify that. And instead of just following the prompt. Okay, I'll end the show. Put myself in the queue. Right. And so it was really like past and future um, um, kind of thinking that I noticed. Like, um, oh, you can't call in because you're not up to date with everything. Or um, like in the future, it's like, well, oh no, you need to you need to meditate first, and then get a meditation practice going first, and then you you can be good enough to call in. <laughs> okay, th- thank you, condition mind. That's very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's absurd when we say it out loud, right? I mean, it's it's so because if there's Zen practice is the epitome of there is no past, there is no future, there's just here. And in this moment, it occurs to you to call in and put yourself in the queue. Boom, done. We're completely current. Yeah, that, that's exactly the, the, the feeling that I, kind of the experience I had was just putting a big circle around all of the thinking and just going, oh, wait a minute, this is all just thinking. <laughs> like, it's not relevant. It is past future. Okay, great. Yes, right. Oh, that's so brilliant. Because otherwise we're left in the world of duality, having to parse out, well, yeah, that's kind of true. I haven't really been practicing. But I kind of have been practicing, I mean, a little bit. But maybe if I called in to, you know, it's the moving things around in an arena that has nothing to do with what's actually going on. So then you see all that. You put a big circle around it, realize all of that is thinking. All of that is a conversation with conditioned mind which is complete permission to let it all go and just be here. And it's so funny because conditioned mind even, um, so when I, when I had the impulse, oh, okay, I actually want to call in, then the conversation switches to um, imagined conversation that I would have with you on the show. And mm-hmm. I can confirm conditions conditioning's prediction it, it it did not foresee the future we are not having the same conversation that that uh, it had predicted in my head yes. yes we're having the conversation that's here now right and and it's funny because it's like well how useful is that rehearse the rehearsing that was happening if it's for a play that isn't even going to happen that's exactly it it's why improv is is always such a good way to practice, right? It's all improv. We have no idea. We never know what's going to happen. And, you know, it, we can guess that, that that rehearsing has not, you know, ostensibly it's, well, because I, I mean, it can be a million things that conditioning can say about it, right? I don't want to make a fool out of myself or I want to use the best use of my time or I want it, whatever it is. But it's never even about that. All it is is about making sure that our attention is on it in a conversation with it instead of here in the moment. Right, because then let's say that it gives me a script for a play. Then when I go on stage for that play, if that were to happen, it would make my mind go blank when I go on. You know, it's not like it really wants me to be successful. 
Oh, such a good point, right? Because then you go on stage, you've got this script, you've got it completely memorized, and then first rattle out of the box, the, the person standing next to you is going to say a line that's not on your script. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what do I do? Right, and, and uh, just one other note about predictions that did not come true um, that I just want to name. Uh, so I have had um, breathing and heart rate issues uh, since getting COVID in May. And I remember the last time I called in on the morning show, I, my energy was so high, and it was because my heart was just, it wouldn't go down. Um, and that actually after that call is when I realized I need to go to a doctor because I, something was not right. Um, so it has taken a lot to, to – there was a lot of resistance, even though I know that everything is fine now. Um, there was a lot of resistance because conditioning got a lot of juice out of – well, you can't call in because what happens if, you know, you suddenly can't breathe or your heart's going crazy, even though I know it's okay. Um, so exactly. very happy to have overcome that resistance. Yes, good for you, Chris. And, you know, so important to that piece that you said, even though you know it's going to be okay, and to prove that to ourselves, right, to prove that. It's, it's when people will call in and they're such resistance to calling in. Let's say they're really, really nervous, right? Maybe they've never put themselves in the queue before, but they do it anyway. And then there's that. You hear that. You are unmuted. And the heart starts racing and I can, you know, it is. It's hard to breathe and I can't catch my breath. And what's the person on the other end, of, you know, facilitating going to say? That's fine. Let's just take a minute and no hurry. Just breathe for a minute. And to prove right. to ourselves it, that it's completely all right. It's not a performance. Exactly. And, and what I've heard whenever, you know, there's a glitch or, you know, something like this, I, I've heard, yep. okay, that's okay. We'll all meditate. <laughs> it's like, okay, exactly. great. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're doing. Great. <laughs> that's what we're doing. What a, and it's a perfect opportunity for every single one of us on the call to be with whatever arises for us as that's all happening. Everything is a workshop. And we're a group of people who come together and share that viewpoint, share that orientation to life that everything that happens is our best opportunity to see. And so any someone calls in, there's a there's a glitch, you know, they're nervous, you know, the technology doesn't work, the call starts late because of the huh, whatever it is, we all get to be there practicing awareness with it. Exactly. So when I called in last time and all the energy was quite high, that was a moment of insight for me. And then I'm sure other people exactly. had their own moments of insight in that moment. So wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it's the other thing we always talk about is when people are willing to put themselves in the queue and be on the show, that's what creates the archives. All of our practice together is what creates practice that, that's available for all of us all the time. And we're always seeing something from what each of us is saying. That's so true. Well, it's a wonderful tradition to get to take part in. It really is. And thank you for taking your part today, Chris. All right. We'll go happy. You too. Go happy. A show. A show.
Thanks for joining us, Chris. I think I almost cut you off there. And Jen, that was such a fabulous conversation. And one of the points I enjoyed was about rehearsing, which I learned about through practice, of course, right? That process of rehearsing in the mind what I'm going to say or how some situation is going to unfold. And, you know, gosh darn it, it never does <laughs> unfold that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and how for excuse me, how fortunate we are when we catch on to realizing that and how spacious it becomes to walk around in our lives just present to what is and not needing to rehearse and not needing to rehash. Yes, yes. Yes. And as you pointed out that the only point of that rehearsing is to take me out of the moment that I'm currently in. Exactly. A glorious moment that I'm currently in. Yes. Yep. And I have another caller here. All right. Next caller. You are now live on the air. And if you please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, this is Marianne from Vancouver. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Marianne. <laughs> A little. Uh, Adrenaline rush <laughs> when I there get there. It is the adrenaline rush. <laughs> um, well, I guess I just thought I would call in because of the announcement about the process mapping workshop. Because, um, well, I guess this is a little testimonial. Uh, <laughs> I've had the opportunity to uh, do a very large process map uh, recently. And uh, what I find is just so interesting to get the perspective, um, it, it kind of move out of the ego identification. And it's like a storyboard of the um, little drama that's been going on and just just see, wow, you can see all eagles moves. Yes, exactly. That's such a great image. It's a storyboard of the whole drama that conditioned mind is attempting to play out. And when you map it, you get to see all its moves. It's like, you know, an image that's often used is pulling back the Wizard of Oz, right? Pulling back the curtain on the the big, scary, horrible, terrible you know, wizard who's going to do these awful things and then pulling back that curtain and seeing all its moves. Yeah, and, you know, it it was um, it was one of those things that it, 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 I knew it was some part of my karma because it's something that keeps happening. And I could list all the times it's happened and all of the reactions, and you know, they haven't, they haven't really changed. But this was the time that I could change it because I could see, because I saw what. Okay, you know, don't go there. <laughs> don't go into any beatings or stories. Just be, well, just choose love, and that's what I did. But you know, just having, a, and I have storyboarded it sort of after the fa uh, fact to go 
in my in my journal so that I keep track of the process that um, unfolded for me because it was uh, really helpful and really powerful. And I remember the first time that I went to a retreat and the image, there's a circle about how it gets started and, and then how you get the emotions and the thoughts and then the story and then the maybe the blame and the shame and then the beating and the guilt and and then it, it, it just keeps going around and around and it's yeah. like well when you're in it you think i don't know how to ever get out of here right <laughs> but when and, you, and it feels so real and true right it just it, it doesn't feel like a process it feels like this is just real and true yeah and but when, when you Mm-hmm. When you start, when you start using a process map, or a kind, when you when you get in, when you get it, oh, this is a process. It isn't the content. Yeah. This is a process. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Really exactly. Not what is going on, and it is yeah. a great way to end suffering. Right, boy, and Marianne. I mean, you said something a, a couple of minutes ago that's so profound, which is just don't go to the beating. Don't collude with that beating and choose love. And that right there is ending suffering. The reason the process mapping is so helpful is what Michael said right after the announcement, which is, yeah, absolutely. Don't go with the beating and choose love. Who wouldn't get on board with that? But turns out for most of us, it's not that straightforward, even though it is in some sense. That process can feel so... Um, what's sticky and believable and it really gets us. For each one of us, it knows how to get us, right? It knows what those buttons are. And so to be able to really see that, see what's going on there, to see the mechanisms of it is our shot at being able to do what you said, which is not believe the self-hate and to choose love. Yeah, it's... um... Yeah, it's it's just such an amazing uh, experience because when you can step out of it, you go, "Oh my gosh, I I uh, <laughs> I've been captive by this little man behind the curtain here who has absolutely no power and he's not even green, uh, you know." Right. You can be Dorothy and click your heels and go home. Yes. Yes, exactly. That, and that's one of the things that can be really helpful when we practice the Sangha, too, is that it tends to be much easier to see that with someone else, right? We hear people talking about what they suffer with, and it's so easy to see their goodness and to see how that's just not true about them. And boy, I can just see how they could just step right outside that. But it tends to be much trickier to themselves. And so it's a huge gift when we have that moment of seeing with our own process, the process that happens to us, we have that moment of, oh my goodness, this is just a little imaginary voice behind an imaginary curtain <laughs> trying to make me suffer, and none of it's real. Yeah. I guess the other part of it was to recognize that um, when I am suffering, right then there is the opportunity to wake up. So just to recognize the suffering and go, Hmm. Where? 
how could I look at this so that I could end this suffering? Yes. That is so helpful. That is so helpful. Because it's the thing we say, you know, if you're not happy, if you're not having fun, you know, all those different things we point to, then we're not here. And it's not a, that's not one more reason to be beaten. Oh, well, if you were the right practitioner, then you would know. It's exactly what you're pointing at. It's, oh, okay, there's suffering happening right now. So that means I'm believing something that isn't true. There's some process happening here that, that is not real. And so, as you say, that can be our cue to stop, get here, and look at what's going on and to essentially disidentify from that. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that um, really (laughs) deep gratitude for process mapping. (laughs) And I'm guessing we'll see you on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thanks, Marianne. Good show. Good show. Thanks for joining us, Marianne and uh, Jen. Another fabulous conversation, and uh, it's fun to see uh, process mapping, uh, you know, on everyone's mind these days. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's why I'm excited for it, Michael, too, because it had come up a number of times in different shows and that sort of thing, and so it just felt like life is wanting to bring us back around to that tool. Yes. And Jen, I'm going to bring our good news guest on now. Okay, great. And Jen, I'll turn it over to you for the good news update. All right, and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined by Jennifer, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the workshop on Sunday, Getting What I Want. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Thanks for the invite. So, this was the first, well, actually not the first, the first workshop, I guess, was the email class in, in um, support of the work in Africa. And then we have, as we've been talking about, the process mapping workshop coming this Sunday. And last Sunday, we had a fabulous workshop with the guide, Getting What I Want, um, to also support the work in Africa. And so perhaps you could tell us about what you saw as you participated in that workshop. Yeah. Um, well, I saw. I would, part of the assignment was looking for how ego is always angling for getting what it wants, even when you might be telling yourself, or you might be being told the story that you're helping others, and you're really um, just trying to get what you want, and you in quotes, <laughs> and I. Um, I had we had a big windstorm here, and um, the very first thing that happened as soon as all these trees were coming down and power was out was ego going, okay, okay, am I safe? Am I warm? Can I get water? Can I, you know, all of that? And it was just immediate. It was just uh, like a default setting. It's like, how can I survive this? Uh-huh. Just immediately looking to, okay, me, what's, how do I yeah. get warm? How do I get safe? How do I get what I need? How do I, uh-huh. Yeah. And then as soon as that was all taken care of, it was like, okay, now 
let's have fun. Let's, let's go out and save everyone else. Let's go be helpful. And it was like calling everyone and seeing if they needed help. And, but I could see the big ego component of that was, you know, wanting to run out and save the day. Uh-huh. And so that I could be a day-saving person. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And isn't it so the case that, well, I'm guessing with both of those things, Jennifer, that they, they start with just a response to life. Yeah. Right? And then that gets taken over exactly. by ego to make it all about me and what I, quote, need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a couple channels going at once. You know, there, there is that. You know, it's not 100%, you know, me, 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 me. <laughs> but oh, ego yeah, does, not at all. Yeah, ego just comes on in there and, and it takes over the show. And um, the other thing that I saw was, um, was a, a piece of that, that there's a process of wanting and wanting things to be like ego wants them to be. And that whenever you want something, you're, you never have anything because you're just wanting something. It's just a, a perpetual yeah. dissatisfaction. Exactly. And that was, I think, kind of the, the powerful center of that workshop that we got to do is to see that. To, you know, I don't know if we use that phrase. I can't remember. But what's coming up so I'm listening to you describe it is that thing we often talk about, one process doesn't lead to another. Right. So I think, like, I want this and I want that. And I, and as you say, you know, it, some of it can be couched in very noble terms. You know, I want <laughs> world peace and I want, right, I, right. I want all these things. But, but really, it's essentially getting me to have all of my attention on a process of wanting and yeah. which is essentially dissatisfaction and never, ever actually receiving and having the incredible, right. again, we talked about this a minute ago, the incredible life that's here now. Right. Yeah. That was, that was a kind of a stunning one for me was to, you know, as long as I'm wanting, I'm not having. I don't have, I can't have when I'm wanting. And that was just, that really struck me. It's huge, isn't it? I mean, potentially, as if we really, really get that, that has the potential to completely transform our relationship with life. Completely. Because if you say, you know, I think I don't want to do wanting anymore. I think I'll do having. <laughs> and then, then you look around and see what you have and what you're grateful for. And it's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, that's a whole different life than wanting. Yeah, it truly is. And that's one of those, you know, if we, okay, let me just stop for one second here and look at everything that I have right now. And that would be the rest of our lives right there. If we were to attempt to list everything that we have, it would take us the rest of our lives to do that. Wow. Yeah, and ego likes to jump in there and say, okay, you, you, you got your house and you, you got your family. and Okay, that's, that's enough of that. But that's not looking at everything that you have. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah, right. yeah truly. Yeah. yeah. So I to me it was just was... such a, 
Yeah, please go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, to me, that was a really big piece of the workshop for me. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That we get, essentially, I mean, it's, it's a version of what we always talk about, which is that we're not seeing what's actually happening. And what's happening is that conditioned mind is trying to get us into a conversation and trying to have us see our lives through its vantage point. So it feels like, oh, I don't have this, and I really wish I had that, and oh, I know, I'm going to go you know, save the day so that I can feel you know, whatever. And we never get to stop and actually experience the incredible life that, as you described, that we have right now. Right, and if it's not focusing on what it wants, it's crabbing about not getting what it wants and, yeah. and telling 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 me the, the story that things are horrible because I'm things didn't go the way I wanted. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah. And yeah. then you can't have so, during that conversation either. <laughs> and, you know, as you say that, Jennifer, that is what we really, I project, do not want, is to be constantly in a conversation like that. Well, you didn't have that, and you didn't get that, and that didn't go this way. And why didn't it go that way? And what? A, and, yeah, nothing and ever not, goes my way. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever goes my way, and not ever realizing the dissatisfaction, the the suffering is coming from being in that conversation, not from the circumstances of what I'm being told I do or don't have. Right. It's all coming from the from that story about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, and one of the things I love speaking of having about that workshop, the workshop coming up on um, this weekend, is that all of it, all of us who register for it by donation, all of that goes to assist the work in Cantalomba. And so if that isn't a win-win-win all the way around. Oh, yeah. That's just icing on the cake. Icing on the cake, mm-hmm. indeed. Indeed. Fabulous. Well, Jennifer, thanks for being with us this evening to talk about your experience. Well, thank you for the invitation. I like that it always wakes me up when I get uh, invited to participate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it good? Isn't yes. it good? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Thank you. Indeed. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> good night. Cash show. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. And isn't that a great motivation to participate, Jen? To be uh, woken up lives as frequently as possible. Yes. Yeah. It's and it's so fun to realize, you know, there are times where we put ourselves in the queue. Chris was talking about that earlier. And there and then and then there are the times where life taps us on the shoulder and invites us. And yeah. so to be ready for that. And to be willing for that is so fun. Yeah. Yes. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Hey, Joyce. Hi. So it feels to me like I haven't put myself out here for, it feels like years. I'm sure it, uh-huh. well, I'm not so sure how 
<laughs> how long it's been. But um, it just today. Luckily, tonight, Joyce. I'm sorry. I don't know. I was saying, luckily, we were just having that conversation. I guess it was with Chris, the first caller today, that we established that well, the past. Not only does it not matter, it's actually an illusion. So here you are on the call right now. We're current. And everything everybody said was just like, wow. Right? So I have, um, ego has been trying me to put me under with everything in the world and um, keeping me out of doing what I want to be doing. And I think this the thing that really got me to say something tonight was I wonder how many other people are feeling like that and they can't or won't talk. And for me, it's been because ego has been telling well, telling me that I don't have anything good to talk about. Mm. And and jo- uh-huh. go go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you because <laughs> I feel like you gave us a big clue a minute ago. You said you're not doing the things you want to be doing, and what do you want to be doing? I want to do, I just want to be here now, but I know, I know for years I've been in that place, and then... You've been in that place of of wanting to be here. here now, loving, compassionate, all of those things, and there's something... Some way that is like a giant. Everything in the world has fallen over on me, and I, and I, seem like I can't get out of it. But here's the brilliant thing, Joyce. I mean, this again is our theme tonight. I guess <laughs> that's what Zen practice is. I mean, that's what makes it so unbelievably remarkable. There's no penance. There's no making up for. There's no, there is no past. And so, you know, you're so clear about what you want. You want to be here, now, present, in compassion, unconditional love. And you know that experience. And here you are. That's what you're doing right now. There. We're current. And, and what my thought was is I wanted other people to to see that, mm-hmm. and I want most of all for this being to see, but see that. Yes. And exactly. It's it's boy, that's just between a rock and a hard place, right there. To to how I can be on the most beautiful place in the world, and then it feels like a rock fell on me. I, I, yeah. You know, I well, don't even know and what... That's, and that's not mysterious, is it? 
mean, because we know, I think, again, we were talking about this earlier tonight, that when we have those moments of being here in unconditional love, in compassion, that's, you know, conditioned mind doesn't want that at all. So it's happy to move us back, to put us under that rock. And that's fine. You know, that will happen. It does. It happens for all of us in various ways for whatever length of time it does. And then that the trick is really that the, the practice of mastery, the Aikido move that we sometimes talk about, is as soon as we're back to stay here. That's really the, that's the mastery training, right? Because it's so tempting. We come back and it's so tempting to go to that conversation of, well, no, why did I, and how does it keep doing that to me? And why did, I mean, after all these years and I, but all that's happening there, it doesn't really care, right, about all those years and trying to figure out how that happened. It's, again, just trying to get me back into the conversation. So and that's that, been the not that's right. So the mastery practice is, okay, thank you. By what grace and miracle I'm brought back to this present moment and I called into the show today and I put myself in the queue. Thank you. All right. What I can know is I want to really practice focusing the attention right now because the voices are going to be desperate to get my attention back. So there's any number of things you could do. We were just talking with the last caller about, okay, what do I love? What do I have right now in my environment? I have heat. I have hot running water. I have a beautiful place to live. I have a sangha to practice with. I have plenty of clothing. I have lots to eat. I have a project that I love in Africa to support. I have a workshop coming up on Sunday. I mean, we could just go on and on and on. And it's raining here. It's raining here. And it's raining in California. Wow. And and about an an hour ago, I saw these beautiful rainbows all over the backyard. Just, that's what, that's what got me right there the good the yes that beauty the beauty yeah 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 and i mean that's that's just you know on our knees thank you right thank you rain thank you rainbows thank you for your beauty and thank you for bringing me back here yeah yeah yes 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 and i I've recorded this, and I'm going to listen Good. to it every Good. time something starts to knock me down. Excellent. Excellent. Thank it's you so much. Thank you, yeah. Joy. Take good care. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Joyce. And that was another great conversation, Jen. I appreciate the depth of the practice and the looking. It's very supportive to me. Yeah, yeah. And that piece of, of the really, the, the moment we come back, that really is the, the place to train, you know, to keep the attention here when we come back. 
to yes. not go off into the next thing. Yes. Yeah. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, it's Jodine in California. Hey, Jodine. Hey, Jodine. Hi. Um, I love that um, we're current. We're current. <laughs> we're current. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been um, attempting to, to stay current with every call, uh, every caller on the call tonight and not oh, noodle what I called to share about. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's a great practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, some success. Um, so uh-huh. I think actually the um, what's up for me right now is like two layers of, of one thing. Um, and the first layer was talked about in, in this show last week about... Um, if I'm redirecting my attention away from suffering, um, it's like there's, that can happen because there's just nothing left for me to see in that suffering conversation. Mm-hmm. Or the caller presented that um, maybe there actually is more to see and I'm trying to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, so I was just like right there. I was like, yes, yes, I know this place, you know. Um, and, and recently for me, it's been about, um, <coughs> uh, you know, what I guess I just call depression, like chronic depression mm-hmm. um, or, or recurrent depression, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, getting to a place earlier this year where I just felt like, okay, I've suffered enough over this. Like, I've, yeah. I'm just redirecting my attention whenever, you know, whenever the process map starts, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then it came around again. Um, uh-huh. In the fall is a very typical time when, when if I'm not... Yeah feeling depressed, I will yeah. be depressed soon. Um, yeah. Very common. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, what more is there to see about this? And so I've, I was looking and, and realized that, and I was trying to describe to a helping person in my life um, what it feels like to me to be depressed. Uh-huh. And, and basically what I got to is it feels like my soul is gone. Uh, mm. You know, to maybe so, use poetic language, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that felt like the, the feeling of being in that depression, one way you realize that feels is that your soul is gone. Yes. And the, the suffering, the, the kind of worst part of the suffering for me is I'm looking out from that place and I don't have a soul, quote unquote, or whatever, 
My soul is not there to project anything. And so all I'm getting is the projections of conditioning onto oh. everyone and everything. Interesting. So, yeah, and that is depressing, right? So yeah. you know, we were talking about that earlier this evening a little bit, weren't we? So what you're, if I'm following what you're describing, it feels like all that you're, it, it feels like the soul isn't there. And so in other words, all you've got then is just a lens of conditioned mind. So all of life is being seen only through that filter of conditioned mind. Yes, that, that's it. And what was it like to see that, Jodi? Um, in, in that, well, I'm trying to, I've probably had the experience a couple of times, like, like looking at the elephant from different ways, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. from seeing it as like, my soul is gone, I'm alone with conditioning, and there's no perspective um, it's, it's basically, um, the realization that I'm, that I'm coming around to is, um, what if that's a story too? Mm -hmm. Oh, and you know it is. Yeah, because we talk about, this also came up in a, in a recent call. Um, my ability to have any experience I want at any time. Yeah. So, you know, could I kind of get it, <laughs> like where I'm at in the process map, and say, you know, this is a nightmare I want to wake up from, or, you know, this isn't real, um, and you know, uh, and be out of it. Well, and one of the big clues in what you said was, I forget exactly how you phrased it, but it's this feeling that you're alone with conditioning. And, that's, mm -hmm. and then when you said, maybe that whole thing is a story, which is such a brilliant realization because it's impossible for you to be alone with it. What we can know, you know, it's that, that poster right, that we sometimes talk about where, you know, there's two sets of footprints in the sand and then there's one, mm. only one set of footprints in the sand and there's that, why did you leave me in my, my time of greatest need? And the response is, I was carrying you. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. it really feels like that when well described in, in how you're saying it, that it feels like all there is is conditioning because that's just all, that's all we're aware of. But that's not actually what's going on. And it's so painful when we don't have that larger perspective. But that's part of why I asked you, what was it like to see all of that? Because in order to see all the things you're describing, you have to have taken a step back from it. And so you're beginning to see that larger picture. And for it to even occur to you that that whole thing might be a story 
is huge. That's a huge step outside of it, right? And what is it that's assisting you to to be able to take that step back? But the how you know life, the mentor, whatever word you want to put to that. So clearly, we're not alone in those places. Right. Right. Because yeah, the, that which is always there with me. Um, yes. You know, no matter what. Even when it's really, really exactly. Even when it doesn't feel like that. Even when it feels like you know, you're at the bottom of it and it's horrible and it all looks the way, you know, that feels like there's only conditioning there. Yes, right. And the and the thing is that that's the um the kind of the question of like, am I done with this? Um for for any piece of karma, you know, for me is like, is there anyone still believing it? Yeah. That, that's I, what I was kind of looking at, too. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's like, when I get to that place, um, uh, and it's so, it's, it really, I think I've talked about this before um, on this show. Um, you know, it's like, it's like being on a, driving past a train wreck and you can't not look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's that there's some, there's something inside me that I think I'm closer to reaching than I ever have been um, who, who can't not look at this um, bleak uh, place. Uh You know, who gets sucked in. And like, yeah, right. yeah, that's how it is. People are awful, and um, uh-huh. you know. Yes, yeah. And so you're seeing it almost the way you describe it, almost like an addiction. So the, Ooh, the yeah. terrible, horrible story is laid out there, and there's a sense of having to look at it. Can't pull the attention away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to kind of put it together with the, is there anyone believing that, you know, to get it that when there's, when the attention goes there, we're not, we are left in that place of all the attention is on conditioned mind. And that is a bleak place. And that that is a that is a place where we we end up feeling alone and and so to realize there's a consequence to all of the attention being there, which to me, you know, when those for each of us, right, those things cycle through. And for me, when those things cycle through and they're really difficult, it isn't even so much necessarily. Maybe there aren't new things to see about it, but it is an opportunity to be with myself through it. To be in oh. compassion for, right? Uh-huh. Right, to have it happen again and and to hold my hand, kind of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and even, yeah, I mean, I, uh, like, you know, you really, you really want to look at this, right? You want to look at this again, we can. But right. we don't have to. If, or if something you want. Like sure, yeah, I mean, there, that's a great place for a 200 recording. Yeah. Tell me what's going on, because you might have you might be completely surprised by what that right hand says. 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be anything. It could be, I'm sick and tired of talking about this. <laughs> or it could be, you know, this is, I, it's so hard for me that this comes around, you know, again. I, I thought I was done with this. I, you know, it, whatever it is. But often, you know, it's why we always talk about with that right hand when we do a two-handed recording, uncensored. That's the key phrase in that right hand, uncensored. It gets to say whatever it wants about what's going on. Whatever's going on, completely fair game. And people will talk about how the honesty of that right hand is often what evokes the compassion in listening back to it with the left hand. Oh, yeah. Wow, thank you. I've I've got my homework. <laughs> You've got your homework. All right. And I know, Jodine, that you will report back because okay. I think you're not alone with the you know, if for folks who have that um process, who are familiar with that process of depression, this is a time of year for a lot of people where that starts to cycle around. So a good time to, you know, be with it and to practice through it and to you know, talk with Sangha about it. So thank you for bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, and, yeah, and look at the players. Yeah, so, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Bring it to Sunday's workshop, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. Great opportunity. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> Excellent. To the workshop. All right. Okay, Thanks, thank you Judy. so much, Jen. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Jodine. And Jen, in the interest of time here, I'm going to move on to our next caller. Okay, great. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, this is Helga in Charleston. Hi, Helga. Hey, Helga. Hello. Uh, yeah, you know, I um, um, I'm... Um, I help with uh, the peace quotes. So I was uh, sending in my peace quotes uh, for this month, and I came across this quote that reminded me of uh, something that uh, that happened uh, uh, in the week of the write-up about devotion. So I just wanted to uh-huh. uh, to talk about that because it was, you know, I just. Uh, it was just really interesting uh, to to see that process. So, so I was I you know I read the uh, the write up for the week and um, for about I would say probably a couple of days I was like you know this I mean I I was just noodling around in my head about uh, you know it's like there's these like certain words uh, that. Yeah, trigger reaction. Clearly, it's like you know, surrender is one, devotion is another. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, in my head, you know, tell, you know, telling all. I don't know, just you know, just <laughs> um, you know, just thinking about, you know, it's like all these things about the past and surrender and what that uh-huh. meant and what it led to, uh-huh. and you know, on and on and on. Uh, yeah, probably for two days or so, you know, and it was, it's, it's, a, it's a strange place to be in because, you know, I, I mean, I could watch it in a way, but I was also, I wasn't, um, you know, it took me two days to get out of it. 
You know, it's like I, uh-huh. I kind of like I was mm-hmm. kind of fascinated, or you know, it's like hooked by that whole conversation in my head. Um, uh-huh. And then, but then uh, the, I did a recording on it, and um, and one thing that I realized after that was, first of all. Uh, and that ties into this uh, um, quote that uh, that I had read, which was, uh, what happens is of little significance compared with the stories we tell ourselves about what happens. Which is, you uh, know, yeah. so, so looking at what went on in my head, you know, I realized, like, whatever I... The, the mind was coming up with the, the, all the stories that ego was telling me had nothing to do, even in the past, with, uh, yep. with what actually had happened. It was like a completely yep. fabricated uh, version uh, of, you know, of, of what ego made out of something that happened 40 years ago, which never even happened yeah. that way. So, you know, it was just... <laughs> that's that's huge, Helga, that last piece. What, say that again. No, go ahead. What? Well, I was just saying that last piece is so huge. You know, to catch on that not only is it not happening now, but it never did happen. Not the way you're yeah. telling it. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Anyway, but then what? I, what, what then what? What I really realized is like while you know while the mind is like you know chewing on this whole thing. Um, it completely ignored the fact that um, at least the last 12 years of my life, I've lived in, in total devotion to a child. You know, so I know devotion. I moved myself from California to South Carolina for this child. Uh, I, 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 I appended my whole life. You know, I left my friends. Uh, because of this child, you know, and then, uh-huh. and, and in that conversation in the head, while I was busy with that, I couldn't see that, that the reality of my life is wow. of devotion. Devotion. You know, wow. and I missed the, I missed that, you know, in, in those two days, I missed that <laughs> completely, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so I just think, but how? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say how incredibly powerful to have had those two days, and the way you describe it is so perfect. Because it sounds like, on some level, you you were aware that of what was going on, but you were really, really in it, and you got to have that complete experience and come out the other side and realize, wow, this very in quote, you know, once you see it, obvious thing that the last 12 years of your life have been in devotion to this child, but to realize that whole thing could be obscured by that conversation. Could be what? Obscured by that conversation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like, you know, it's like there's this, this fake reality in the mind talking about all the ideas of what that is surrender and whatever. And then the reality of my life is that I've been completely and utterly devoted. <laughs> and and <laughs> like it, it took me two days to realize that. 
I mean, but that's one of those, I think, where, you know, Sherry will talk about two days. I mean, that is the blink of an eye in terms of the time frames that we deal with in practice, right? That's incredible. And and I project, having gone through all of that, uh, I don't even know what word to use, but precious, how precious that awareness is, sort of having seen all of that, you know, the conditioning fight so hard to, and then to get to see it through all of that is almost just that much more extraordinary and such a gift. Yeah, it is because, you know, it's like I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, hap- I mean, I'm sure that, or that that is probably what happens all the time. You know, there's these two exactly. uh, uh, realities, or one is not a reality, but it seems so real, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that have really nothing to do with each other. And, and as mm-hmm. long as I'm, I'm, you know, listening to that version in my head, mm-hmm. I'm really completely mm-hmm. missing the facts of my life <laughs> and my life. I mean, and, and so the miracle is that we, that we have the moments that you're describing where we're present yeah. to our actual life. And it, I mean, that's what, talk about addictive, that's what makes us, in my experience anyway, addicted to awareness practice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We can live in the actual reality. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, was a good experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Helga. Yeah, thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Helga. And uh, Jen, that was another extraordinary conversation. And as you said, to get to that insight is such a precious experience. It's beautiful. Precious. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I feel like everyone tonight has talked about that in some way, just that moment of being woken up, you know, of just being really, yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. And the whole show was beautiful, and we're at the top of the hour. So I want to say thank thank you to you, Jen, and thank you to everyone, and go happy. And to you as well, Michael. Go happy. Good night. Good night.